and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine and I am your host for today. Uh, Jeremiah is still off and uh, he will be hopefully coming back uh, Friday uh, to to join me. Uh, hopefully, praying, waiting to hear from him. Uh, but until then, um, I just want to say welcome and thank you for being here and joining me whatever time it is of day for you. It could be morning, noon, evening, maybe you're getting ready for bed and you just want to, <clears throat> excuse me, hear what the Lord has to say uh, to you through his, um, through his Bible and through today's reading. Uh, so uh, let us start off in prayer like we always do, uh, opening up and clearing our heads and our minds uh, so that we can receive whatever it is that God wants us to hear. So uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for a new day uh, that hasn't been written on, Lord, and we just uh, ask you to order our steps and help us to uh, make good choices for this day, this week, uh, and of course in, in this moment. Uh, we especially thank you for the gift of that tiny little baby in the manger, Lord. We thank you for him coming down from heaven and becoming a man and for the sole purpose of just uh, sacrificing himself for us because we are such a sinful nature. So Lord, I just am uh, so thankful that there was a way for us to still uh, get to you, that there was a bridge of Jesus helping us to get to you. So thank you so much for giving us that gift. And uh, Lord, I ask you to just put a covering over this moment in time. Uh, open up our hearts, clear us of ourselves and all of the worries and all of the things that are just muddying up and just help us to focus on what message it is that you want us to hear for this day. Uh, Lord, I'm so thankful for those who are out there listening and uh, I pray that you will continue to bless this ministry uh, that's trying to get the word out for others to listen and to hear uh, whatever it is that you want me to do, whatever it is that you want Jeremiah to, and I to do. Uh, Lord, just guide us, direct us, and help us to be better at uh, getting your word out there. Um, so Lord, just, uh, just put a covering over this moment in time and bless every person who is involved with this ministry. And Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet us. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say, and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, Amen. <clears throat> All right. So today is episode eleven point three. We are reading Luke chapter nine, and um, uh, I did pre-read it <clears throat> just so I can kind of get a little bit of uh, information. Uh, you know, just in my head, and uh, some took a couple of notes. So, um, so let us start. Let me put my readers on, and and we will begin. All right. Jesus sends out the twelve disciples. One day, Jesus called together his twelve disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons, and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Take nothing for your journey, he instructed them. Don't take a walking stick, a traveler's bag, food, money, or even a change of clothes. Wherever you go, stay in the same house until you leave town. And if a town refuses to welcome you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those 
people to their fate. So they began their circuit of the villages, preaching the good news and healing the sick. Herod's Confusion When Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, heard about everything Jesus was doing, he was puzzled. Some were saying that John the Baptist had been raised from the dead. Others thought Jesus was Elijah or one of the other prophets risen from the dead. I beheaded John, Herod said. So who is this man about whom I hear such stories? And he kept trying to see him. Jesus feeds 5,000. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Then he slipped quietly away with them toward the town of Bethsaida. But the crowds found out where he was going and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God and he healed those who were sick. Late in the afternoon, the twelve disciples came to him and said, Send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. But Jesus said, You feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Or are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? For there were about 5,000 men there. And Jesus replied, tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each. So the people all sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. <laughs> Peter's declaration about Jesus. One day, Jesus left the crowds to pray alone. Only his disciples were with him, and he asked them, Who do people say I am? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say you are one of the other ancient prophets risen from the dead. Then he asked them, But who do you say I am? And Peter replied, You are the Messiah sent from God. Jesus predicts his death. Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone who he was. The Son of Man must suffer many terrible things, he said. He will be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He will be killed, but on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but are yourself lost or destroyed? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when, the return, when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God. The Transfiguration About eight days later, Jesus took Peter, John, and James up on a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared and began talking with them. They were glorious to see, and they were speaking about his exodus from this world, which was about to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. Peter and the others had fallen asleep, 
When they woke up, they saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with them, with him. As Moses and Elijah were starting to leave, Peter, not even knowing what he was saying, blurted out, Master, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make these shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he was saying this, a cloud overshadowed them, and terror gripped them as the cloud covered them. Then a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. When the voice finished, Jesus was there alone. They didn't tell anyone at that time what they had seen. Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy. The next day, after they had come down the mountain, a large crowd met Jesus. A man in the crowd called out to him, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, my only child. An evil spirit keeps seizing him and making him scream. It throws him into convulsions so that he foams at the mouth. It batters him and hardly ever leaves him alone. I begged your disciples to cast out the spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said, You faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you and put up with you? Then he said to the man, Bring your son here. As the boy came forward, the demon knocked him to the ground and threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit and healed the boy. Then he gave him back to his father. Awe gripped the people as they saw this majestic display of God's power. Jesus again predicts his death. While everyone was marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Listen to me and remember what I say. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. But they didn't know what he meant. Its significance was hidden from them so they couldn't understand it, and they were afraid to ask him about it. <clears throat> the greatest in the kingdom. Then his disciples began arguing about which of them was the greatest. But Jesus knew their thoughts, so he brought a little child to his side. Then he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this, this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me also welcomes my Father who sent me. Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. Using the name of Jesus, John said to Jesus, Master, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he isn't in our group. But Jesus said, Don't stop him. Anyone who is not against you is for you. Opposition from Samaritans. At that at the time, I'm sorry, as the time drew near for him to ascend to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out to Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. But the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn them up? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. So they went on to another village. The cost of following Jesus. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. He said to another person, Come follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. 
Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Okay, so I did underline a lot of stuff, um, <clears throat> starting with um, when Jesus was sending out uh, the disciples, chapter, uh, I'm sorry, verse 3. Uh, he tells them, don't take anything for your journey, not a walking stick, a traveler's bag, food, money, or even a change of clothes. Wherever you go, stay in the same house until you leave town. And if a town refuses uh, to welcome you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. This, to me, says that, um, first of all, he's saying just... Put your trust that you're going to be taken care of, you know, by God. God's going to take care of you through whoever you stay with. Um, but he's also saying, when I think, when he says, shake the dust from your feet as you leave this uh, to show that you've abandoned them. I think he's saying, I'm not going to push myself upon them. I'm not going to force myself. It's an open invitation. Um, you know, I'm going to knock on the door. If you open the door, I will walk in. But if you don't open the door, if you don't receive me, if you don't um, welcome me, I'm not going to force my way in. So it's really up to us to, um, to pursue the relationship with Jesus. Uh, that's the way I, I take this. Um, so they began their ministry. And then Herod, I don't, I don't understand this whole, this, this little blip about Herod, I don't know if it comes up later in Luke. But I think this is the begin. Oh no, he'd already beheaded him. So Luke doesn't even talk about that story. Uh, but he's kind of confused as to who Jesus is. And I thought it was interesting because it says, and he kept trying to see him. So it's, I don't know how he was trying. I mean, Jesus was everywhere. It wasn't like he couldn't get to him. So I don't know why he had a hard time getting to see Jesus. Unless Jesus just didn't want to have anything to do with him which makes sense because he keeps telling everybody, don't tell anybody who I am because he wants them to discover, I think, who he is on their own and to realize who he is. <clears throat> and then uh, Jesus feeds the 5,000. Um, the crowds found out where he was going. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God. See, they're actively looking for him. They are actively trying to find Jesus. They're trying to find out who he is. They're trying to get to know him. And when when you do that, when they did that, um, he's going to welcome them. They're gonna, he's going to welcome you. And you're going to have a relationship with him. Um, so I think that that's what is you know here. And he's healing the sick. Um, I don't think he's just healing the physically sick. I think he's feeling the healing the mentally sick, the spiritually sick. Uh, it's kind of all-encompassing. And then, you know, again, Jesus feeds the, you know, he tells them to feed the, the 5,000. There's 5,000 men, which means that there's 5,000 plus, because you've got uh, wives and children there as well. And he tells them to go sit down. In groups of about 50, and I think we talked about this, this I believe was the beginning of small groups. So getting into a small group or starting a small group is really important because you're supporting each other. And, you know, what do you think those people were talking about in those small groups? They're talking about Jesus. 
You know, they're talking about what he's done. You know, hey, I saw him do this. You know, oh, well, I was over here and I saw him do that. I mean, that's what I imagine those conversations are over the dinner table for those people. What dinner table? Um, as they're sitting wherever they are out in the wilderness. <clears throat> and then this is where Je uh, Jesus teaches us to give thanks for the food that is put before us. He takes the five loaves. He looks up to heaven and blesses uh, the loaves and the fish. Um, so he's teaching us to be thankful uh, for what God gives us. And they all ate as much as they wanted, and they had leftovers. They had 12 baskets of leftovers. So it's not as if he just stopped at feeding them. He also gave them food to take home, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and then, uh, and I have a friend who does that at Thanksgiving. Um, she has a kajillion people come to her house, and she tells them to bring... Uh, Tupperware or plastic bags or whatever it is so that they can take home leftovers because she doesn't want to give away her Tupperware. So she says, bring your, you know, take Tupperware. Or she actually buys like the throwaway kind, like whatever, the take-alongs or whatever. But anyway, but I think that's cool. She invites them for dinner. She feeds them as much as they want, as they can eat. And then she sends them home with food. So she's following that example that Jesus gave. So, uh, and then... Um, uh, the people don't really know who Jesus is, but Peter exclaims he is the Messiah sent from God. So I'm thinking Peter's starting to figure it out. Um, it's coming to him. And then Jesus again predicts his, um, his death. And he's talking about the leading priests, the Pharisees, the teachers of religious law. They're all going to reject him. Um, He's the stone that was rejected, right, uh, from, I think it's Isaiah. Uh, he will be killed, but on the, on the third day he will ri be raised from the dead. Um, and then he says, take up your cross, because following him is, uh, you know, there's challenges. You know, people, you know, they ridicule you, they make fun of you. Um, you're you're going to be, um, there's a price to pay for following Jesus. And even in this day, obviously, I mean, there's places around the world that can't worship Jesus. I mean, it's illegal. Uh, people are in, you know, bunkers and they're in houses, you know, hovering, trying to, you know, get the word, you know, out there. Um, so if you try to ha hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. You know, he's saying your, your heavenly life, you know, you're going to save your soul by following him. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you, but are yourself lost or destroyed? You know, you can live in this world, but eventually it's going to bite you in the end because you've lived this life lush and, you know, happy and, you know, and you haven't given up anything for Jesus. There's no crowns for you. So, um, and if anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the son of man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the Father. So when you get to heaven, if you on this earth have refused Jesus, he's going to refuse you. He's going to be like, I don't know who you are. I want to make sure that Jesus knows exactly who I am, that he's going to look in the book and he's going to see my name and he's going to say, come on in, Lorraine. Come on in. Welcome. You know, good and faithful servant. You know, well done. Hopefully. You know, I think I'm doing what he wants me to do. So I'm not hopeful that I'm getting to heaven. I just want to make sure that he knows exactly who I am. <laughs> So anyway, uh, and then um, 
about eight days and uh, there's the later he's trans the transfiguration where Moses and Elijah appear um, and then Peter uh, being Peter um, you know always you know knee-jerk reaction he's always in the moment um, you know wants to build shelters and memorials but of course you know as he's saying it they're on their way out um, but then they hear the voice of God, which again, I've said this before, I find just amazing. I would be in, I would probably be, you know, gripped with fear as well um, if I heard God speaking. But he says, you know, this is my son, my chosen one, listen to him. Um, so, you know, God's saying, you better listen to what he's saying. And then Jesus um heals the demon-possessed boy but when he's uh before he does that i think I, I had a little question next to this it says jesus said you faithless and corrupt people now i don't know if he's talking about the apostles because the apostles were not able to heal the boy i don't know if they weren't able to heal because they didn't believe in their own uh capabilities you know being you know sent out by jesus or if it's the people who didn't believe in the disciples you know so i'm not sure who exactly he's speaking to here um and then jesus rebukes the evil spirit and awe grips the people as they saw this majestic display of, of god's power so you know they're they're seeing it they're they're experiencing it and hopefully they're talking about it <clears throat> and then jesus predicts his death again um the son of man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies, which are the Pharisees, but they didn't know what he meant. And the meaning was hidden from them, maybe for just this time until it gets closer. Um, and then the greatest in the kingdom, uh, you know, he wants you to treat. Okay. So if anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf, welcomes me and anyone who welcomes me also welcomes my father who sent me and whoever is the least you know, putting yourself, you know, bef you know, if you're, if you are putting others before yourself, you will be the greatest in heaven. Is the way I understand it. And then, you know, uh, anytime you pray, uh, you always pray in Jesus' name because uh, it, you know, you you want to reinforce it, just like the guys that weren't able to heal uh, the the demon possessed boy. So, you know, when you pray, you pray in, you know, when, in Jesus' name or in God's will. And then uh, the cost of following Jesus, you know, you have to set aside everything in order to, to follow Jesus. That's what he's saying here, you know. Um, he's, first of all, he's saying, I put aside everything. The Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. So he's putting all his trust in God, he's got not a, you know, he doesn't have an apartment to go back to. He's going around town to town, staying at different places. Um, and then he's saying, you know, if you have to put aside your worldly feelings and put your trust in me and follow me. Um, and uh, anyone, I, I guess he's, you know, basically just saying, don't look back. Just put, look forward, look forward to, you know, towards God, put your focus as God in your, in your sights. So I think that's what he's saying here. 
All right, well, that's it for today. That was episode 11.3. As always, I keep saying it, it's always good stuff. Uh, I, I'm always in, amazed that uh, he's revealing himself. It's it, The more you, you read it, the more you get to know him. And uh, I just find it just inspiring and um, blessed to be able to read uh, yet another day. So, uh, and of course, uh, I will not go without giving you the opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're hearing about his miracles. You're hearing what he's done. Um, you know, he was real. He's not a story. He's not a fictional character. Jesus was real. He was a historical person, but he was the son of God. He came down from heaven to, to, um, forget to wash us of all of our sins because that's our sinful nature so uh, if you want to say the prayer I will lead you in it it's not a magical prayer it's not gonna you know magically change your life um, you know it's gonna be about you changing your life for Jesus and following him doing his work so uh, let's pray <clears throat> Heavenly Father I put my trust in you I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will follow him and do his work. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, uh, God bless you. Congratulations. That's awesome. Um, mark it in your Bible but whatever Bible you're reading from. But again, we're reading the Daily Walk Bible, the New Living Translation. Um, but mark it in there, check it off. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I encourage you to get to uh, a church, uh, find a pastor who can answer your questions and uh, do some digging. I mean, you can go deeper than what we're doing here. I'm just planting the seed. Uh, hopefully I'm planting it on fertile ground. So uh, tell somebody, get part of a, a small group, um, lead a group. Uh, it's not hard. You know, I, I, again, just take that leap of faith and go and do what God wants you to do. Hear what he has, to, uh, has in store for you. Everybody has a purpose in this world. Everybody. And uh, God puts you here for a reason. You just got to figure out what it is and, um, and go with it. So... All right, well, that's it for today. I am so truly blessed. I hope you have a wonderful uh, day, morning, evening, whatever time it is that you're listening. Uh, like us uh, wherever you are. Subscribe to us. Send us an email. Let me know that you're out there um, at our website. Uh, eventually, we're going to be able to like put little maybe bars across the bottom or something to you know let you know where we're at. And I. It's again baby steps. We're getting there. Um, you know, we're we're really working towards uh, becoming uh, something that everybody wants to hear. So uh, just doing God's work, our work. So God bless you. Have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>